Hello and welcome to Happier, a podcast that gives you strategies and solutions for how to build more happiness into your daily life. This week is episode 250, which means that it's a 10th episode, which means that it's a very special episode. We're going to review our 19 for 2019 list and report on how we did. I'm Gretchen Rubin, a writer who studies happiness, good habits, and human nature. I'm in New York City, and with me is my sister Elizabeth Kraft. And Elizabeth, some of my items on my list involved you. That's me, Elizabeth Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in L.A. And Gretchen, I do think I did better on my list this year <laughs> than last year. You learn from 2018. <laughs> Um, so quick update before we launch in. Um, again, if you want to give a podcast to somebody for the holidays, you can go to giftofpodcast.com and fill out the little certificate and give them a podcast. It's free. It's fun. Nothing's better than a terrific podcast. So that makes a great gift. And Gretchen, we have merch. Yes. Yes, you can buy a tote bag, a t-shirt, a mug, of course, my favorite. And it's they make great Christmas gifts. Yep. They're for the Happier Podcast and the Four Tendencies, so you can there's a lot to choose from. And we are so excited to announce, drumroll please, the next mm-hmm. choice for the Happier Podcast Book Club. Yes, it is Adrian Brodeur's gripping memoir, Wild Game, My Mother, Her Lover, and Me. It is getting a ton of buzz, Gretchen. It is an instant bestseller. You and I both read it in a day. Yes. I mean, the the subtitle, My Mother, Her Lover, and Me. You're just like, I must find out what happens in this memoir. Yes. Uh, The New York Times Book Review described it as exquisite and harrowing, gorgeously written, and deeply insightful. It has been picked as a best-of-fall title from the New York Times Book Review, Time, People, Entertainment Weekly, BuzzFeed, NPR's On Point, and I've seen advertisements for it ever. This is a book that's really catching on. Yeah, Gretchen, let me read the description. On a hot July night on Cape Cod when Adrian was 14, her mother Malabar woke her at midnight with five simple words that would set the course of both of their lives for years to come. Ben Souther just kissed me. Adrian instantly became her mother's confidant and helpmate, blossoming in the sudden light of her attention. And from then on, Malabar came to rely on her daughter to help orchestrate what would become an epic affair with her husband's closest friend. The affair would have calamitous consequences for everyone involved, impacting Adrian's life in profound ways, driving her into a precarious marriage of her own and then into a deep depression. Only years later will she find the strength to embrace her life and her mother on her own terms. Wild Game is a brilliant, timeless memoir about how the people close to us can break our hearts simply because they have access to them, and the lies we tell in order to justify the choices we make. It's a remarkable story of resilience, a reminder that we need not be the parents our parents were to us. Elizabeth, I think it is very accurate to describe this book as a true page-turner. And Gretchen, we are going to be talking to Adrian about Wild Game in February. I'm so excited. So everybody, read the book, send questions. Absolutely. 
Now, in episode 203, we revealed our 19 for 2019 list. We did this for 2018, too. And Alyssa, we've been really surprised by how much we have loved doing these lists and how enthusiastically listeners have responded to this idea. Yeah, I mean, we've realized that we need to do this every year. We started with 18 for 18, and we're going to go on by 34 for 2034. It's going to be quite daunting. Yeah, we'll have to figure something out. And what's interesting is people do it in all different ways. Like, I did 19 for 2019. Somebody else does 30 for 30 or 50 for 50, leading up to a milestone birthday. Some people have done a theme, like 19 for work or 19 for adventure. Some people do art projects around their list. People are, they really have fun with it. Yeah. And you know, Gretchen, it's interesting to me because we also, of course, on this podcast, talk a lot about New Year's resolutions. Yeah. And I don't like New Year's resolutions. I find them to be very oppressive um, (laughs) and, and depressing. But somehow this list, which is a list of things that you want to do, even if it's not fun things like flossing. Right. Um, It's still in the reframing of like making it things you want to do. It seems very fun. It's again, it's the reframing. Sometimes just approaching something in a different way can completely shake up your attitude toward it. Um, So we did do, you know, we did this for 2019. Elizabeth, you, you did a twist on 19 for 2019. Explain why. I did. Well, Gretchen, 18 for 18, I got way too enthusiastic. (laughs) And I ended up doing two lists because I took suggestions. Like, I took things from our listeners. Like, I went through their list and picked things. And so I made, I had my list and then a list comprised of listener items that I wanted to do. You doubled down. Yeah, I went, I doubled down. It was too much and I was paralyzed and I ended up doing (laughs) almost nothing on the list. I did get a black purse, a perfect black bag. Yeah, it is perfect. Um, But it was kind of just a flop. So this year I decided to do nine for 19 Ah, and to really try to do everything on the list. So I've had some success. We'll go through and you'll you'll hear how I've done. Okay. So first up on your list was to visit the Integratron in Joshua Tree National Park, as discussed in Happier in Hollywood episode 72. Okay, I did not do that. So yeah. we're not starting off great. But I will say just this weekend I identified a friend who has been and wants to go again. And she's like, we together will go to the Integratron. And she sort of knows how the whole thing works and Mm. where to stay. So I feel like it will happen with her. Okay, so you've taken an important step toward doing it. Yes, my friend Alexa is going to make sure I go to the Integratron. Okay, good. All right. Throw an adult dinner party. Okay, (laughs) once again... I haven't actually thrown an adult dinner party. However, I've done a lot of entertaining. I've had adults over for dinner, but there were always children there as well. So Uh, I haven't done the sort of, you know, formal sit-down candles, you know, um, which I really want to do. But again, I have an eye toward this. Mm. Because coming up, I'm having dinner with like four couples at someone's house And I thought, you know what I'll do? I'll suggest that we sort of all take turns hosting, Mm. sort of like a dinner club. Oh, fun. If people seem enthusiastic or amenable to this idea. And then I will be setting up that I will have a dinner party because I will have no choice. I will put it on the calendar. As you say, Gretch, scheduling something helps. When it's also kind of a version of a standardized social event because it's like the same people and you'll do it like let's do it every six weeks or whatever. Um, Yeah. And then it'd be so fun. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. So I feel that I have, again, a plan. 
in place. Is that what a dinner club is? I think that's a great idea. I think it is. Well, let's just, I think that's a great idea. Okay. Number three, plan a weekend away with Adam, which is a repeat from 2018. I know. Gretch, I haven't done this. I thought I was doing so well on my list. I guess not. But I will say when I put that on the list, like I didn't know you and I were going to end up touring so much. Yeah. And it, you know, I have so many weekends away from Jack that it's sort of hard to take more weekends away. I mean, the thing is, it's 14 shows that were kind of packed into the, a pretty limited time of year. So we sort of didn't really realize it was coming up so intensely. So I see how that kind of cuts away for, from the weekends away. But I did do number four, Gretchen. Which, which was? was a, which was a weekend away, which yeah. was hold a happier in Hollywood writer's retreat. In Ojai, you did that. It was a huge success. Yes. Sold out. Sarah and I hosted, I think it was 15 writers, and it was two very intense days about how to get and keep a job in television, um, and it was an amazing experience for us, hopefully for them as well. You know, we plan to do it again. Excellent. And then on that on that Happier in Hollywood theme, your n- number five was to plan a Happier in Hollywood meetup. Yes, and we did that. We did a Happier in Hollywood meetup. Um, we also, bonus, we did a Happier in Hollywood cocktail question and answer party. Which was at so your house, did, so that was entertaining. So, it so wasn't, that was entertaining. It wasn't an adult dinner party, but it was an adult cocktail party. So Yes. Okay, so those are two that you did. That was good. Number six, learn to make the perfect guacamole, a very California endeavor. How's that? Okay, well, Gretchen, I I started off gathering all these guacamole recipes, buying guacamole gadgets, (laughs) and I did not learn to make the perfect guacamole, and I was feeling really bad about it. And then at one of our shows, an audience member told me, hey, You don't have to make the perfect guacamole from scratch. You can make the perfect guacamole with the Rick Bayless guacamole mix. And Mm. for anyone who doesn't know, Rick Bayless is a gourmet Mexican food chef. Mm. Um, And so he created this guacamole mix where all you do is mash avocados and add this mix. Mm. So I took her suggestion. I ordered it from Amazon. I'll post a link. And I actually made the guacamole with the mix. And let me tell you, it's delicious. Yes. And then you can add your own tomatoes, I think would like even make it more appetizing and like fresh seeming it is totally fresh but i mean it would just have that color element what well, i would i will say you squeaked this one under the like under <laughs> under the wire that's good I, <laughs> just I, did. Time. I sent you a photo of my guacamole yes. i don't know if you saw it yes i'll post a picture of the guacamole and also of the link to the rick bayless mix for anyone else who wants to uh, follow in your guacamole footsteps yes i decided gretch don't let perfect yeah. be enemy of good <laughs> yeah. like Nothing in my list said I had to, like, grow the avocado. I just have to come out with a good guacamole. So There you go. um, Thank you to that listener. Number seven. Okay, this is interesting. Buy the perfect long gold necklace. Okay, so I did not do this. When my show got canceled, I basically decided, I'll put that off. But you did. Yes. yes. Inspired by me, I like to think. No, it was inspired by you because I hadn't thought about it until you put it on your list. And I'm like, you know what? I really need a perfect long gold necklace, too, because I I have all these outfits where it'd just be like the right little thing. And then we were in a store, and I was like, 
that's the one that's perfect for me. And you were like, go for it. So I, <laughs> I'll post a picture so of you mine. you have the perfect gold necklace. I do. Yeah, and it was nice because your necklace kind of commemorated our live shows. Yes, because we were on, we were in San Francisco yes. when I got it. So, yes. yes. So, like walking around. So that was, so that worked for me. Um, you okay, you still are so quest. I'll, I'll take credit for that. Okay, thing. yes. Uh, number eight, get Fraxel. I did get Fraxel, Gretchen. For anyone who doesn't know, Fraxel is when you basically um, burn off the top layer of your face. In so the nicest possible skin, way, yes. Yes, it's very nice. A new skin emerges beneath. Mm-hmm. And you know what, Gretchen, I did this. Um, I'm sure people will remember that I talked about having um, fibroid surgery yes. on the podcast. And so I knew I was going to have downtime and so I decided to schedule Fraxel, which also requires downtime because your skin peels off and you uh-huh. look quite hideous. And so I had the Fraxel on a Friday, and then I got my surgery on a Monday. Uh. So it all went together. And then number nine, spend time with college friends. That's also a repeat from 2018. Yes, I did this some. I didn't see everyone, and that sort of gives me a knot in my stomach because I really wanted to see, uh, like, all my friends, like Gage and Lou and Ben and on and on and on, people who I don't see as much as I want to. But I did see some of my friends. So Mm -hmm. um, it's just an ongoing issue. Right. Right. Well, part of it for you, too, is that most of them live on the East Coast. And so it's like a very it's not like you could just take the train to Boston from New York City for the day. This is like it's a six hour flight, pretty much. Yes. One thing that I want to do if I can get it going is at least like maybe start a text chain that's texting really didn't exist when our friendship formed. Yeah. So we're not in the habit of like having this daily text chain with each other. Mm -hmm. But maybe that's something I could do to sort of, if not, if we're not physically together, at least we're communicating more often. That's a great idea. You can do that before the end of the year. Yes. Maybe get that in under the wire. It's like not time, but it's like... It's connection. It's connection. Again, don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good. Yeah. So that's my list. Better than last year, don't you think? At least percentage-wise. Yeah, no, you did great. And uh, and a lot of these were very ambitious and you did them. So that's great. All right. Coming up, we're going to hear how Gretchen did on her 19 for 19 list. I'm guessing it's a lot better than I did. Uh, but first, this break. Noom is the habit-changing solution that helps users learn to develop a new relationship with food through personalized courses. Based in psychology, Noom teaches you why you do the things you do and empowers you with the tools you need to break bad habits and replace them with better ones. Because everyone's different, Noom adjusts to your lifestyle. They teach you the psychology behind the decisions you make and then help you keep track of everything from workouts and steps to analyze your diet and recommending healthy recipes. Noom also connects you with a personally assigned goal specialist and a community of other Noomers, so you have all the support you need to empower your change. Gretchen, you know, I love Noom. I love all the tools it has, especially the step tracker and the weight tracker. I rely on those every day. Yep, you don't have to change it all in one day. Small steps make big progress. Sign up for your trial today at noom.com slash happier. That's noom.com slash happier. What do you have to lose? Visit noom.com slash happier to start your trial today. 
Okay, Gretchen, it is time to discuss your 19 for 2019 list. Take us through. Let's see how you did. Okay. So number one was to give away Christmas decorations we don't want. I always begin my list with something that I can do almost right away so that, you know, like right on January 1st or before Mm -hmm. um, as a morale booster. And so this was like, there's an elf I don't want on my shelf. Um, You know, this is all the Christmas decorations that just stayed in the box year after year. And I thought... I'll give these away because somebody else might very well enjoy them. We've got so many great Christmas decorations. So I did do that. So that was nice. Um, I got that one done right away. Good. It's good to have, yeah, things that are easy to do that you can just cross off the list. Yeah, give yourself a little running start. Now, your second item was to figure out what to do with My Color Pilgrimage, the book that you wrote about your obsession with the subject of color. Okay, there is something happening with My Color Pilgrimage. I do not want to jinx it because it may not happen and it's not it's not really a book that is envisioned but there it's it's it is a project that's underway so i feel like that is in progress it's not i haven't okay. abandoned it it's like it's waiting but okay stay tuned for my color okay and gretchen i have to say recently we talked to isaac mizrahi about his memoir mm. i am and um we asked him about color and I wanted to say, Gretchen, you need to interview Isaac about color for uh, your color pilgrimage I know. project. I know. I would love that. Because he had really interesting things to say about color. Yeah, he did. He's like, gray is a color. It's like, it's a, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, if that goes forward, maybe I'll interview him. That's a good idea. Okay, number three. Get to inbox zero, um, at least for one moment. So here, this is what I realized. For me, the way that I use my inbox, it isn't actually desirable to get to inbox zero because to do that, I would just have to like take a bunch of stuff out and put it back in. And I, it just, it doesn't make sense because I use it as like an active tickler list and as a way to keep things that I need. And so to get to inbox zero would, would really be not a good aim. But I did realize that I could get to inbox 50 I'm now I'm at inbox 41. And that is actually been super helpful because now everything that's in there needs to be there because it's an active use. Whereas before when I had hundreds, a lot of them were just like things I hadn't dealt with or things that I mean, there was just like a lot of just clutter in there. And now Everything that's in there is there because I need it to be there and I can zip through it very quickly. And so just thinking about inbox zero was very helpful, but now I want to keep it under 50. That is my, that's my ongoing aim is like maybe not every day, but certainly like week to week to really be looking at the number 50. Meanwhile, Gretchen, I think mine's like inbox 48,600. But do you just never delete anything? Like... I, I do. It just keeps coming. I, I don't know. But apparently I don't delete enough. But sometimes I'll just go through and delete like 400 emails, but it's just a drop in the bucket. Yeah. Well, you, you've I've heard also of... had the same email address since 1994. That's so true. You have. That makes a difference. Okay. Number four, create more terrific merchandise for happier and for your books. Yes. Well, this is a huge one. We have been wanting to have merchandise for Happier forever. I have some stuff for my books, but not much. And so now, uh, you know, you can go to GretchenMovie.com slash merch. And we've got different kinds of tendency t-shirts. We've got tote bags. We've got hoodies. We've got mugs with the tendencies. We've got Choose the Bigger Life. We've got Onward and Upward. That took a lot of doing. Um, Elizabeth, you were involved in part of that. Um, And so that feels like a big one. Some of these were little. That one felt big. 
And just in the nick of time, again, we did not have much time left in the year, but who cares? Um, it's not December 31st, so uh, total credit. Check. Check. And then number five is use phone technology to make your life easier. I have done pretty well. Like I, One thing I did, I'm much better at deleting apps that I don't use. Um, mm. if, if I'm not listening to a podcast, I delete it. One thing that actually made a big difference to me was I deleted, whenever I would add an alarm in the morning, like 605, 403 or whatever, because I have yeah. like a, I just deleted all those so that like it just looks cleaner. Mm. And I have started dictating texts. Um, yes. Which I love instead of typing text because I don't like typing with my thumbs. I do use Siri to email myself reminders. Like if I'm mm. listening to a podcast and I want to remi- remember something, I'll be like, hey, Siri, email me, you know, email Gretchen and like, you know, with whatever aphorism or whatever. I want to keep doing this because I think there's a lot of other things that I can do. But uh, I have done several things. When you dictate text, do you then read it over or do you just send it? I do. But I I never send anything that's that long. But yeah, I I think you need you do need to cuz like weird stuff can get in there if you're not careful. Um, <laughs> as we all know, right? We've all done it. It's true. And then number 6, stop eating off other people's plates. Well, Elizabeth, we were together and you're like, "Oh, did you notice you just ate off my plate?" I was like, "Oh, yeah, that that cauliflower with capers. You didn't like yep. it, but I did. So I ate it. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, there's nothing wrong with eating off my plate if you want something and I don't. Yeah, but it's sort of just kind of a gross, crazy habit. So I would say I'm better at it, but that's still every once in a while. You, you don't even, I didn't even notice. You were, I was like, oh, mm-hmm. can I try it? And then I ate it. And then I was like, oh, can I have it? And you're like, fine. <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, but so I would say I'm better, but I have not done it. That much. I haven't 100% stopped eating off other people's plates. And Gretchen, for anyone who has like a habit they're trying to make or break in their 19 for 19 list, they can look at your checklist for habit change. Yes, I have a checklist, which is like takes you through all 21 strategies so that you can figure out, okay, if I want to stop eating off other people's plate, what are all the strategies that I could use? So I'll post a link to that in the show notes because that can be helpful. My number seven was to learn to play the ukulele because, Elizabeth, we had that amazing interview with uh, Roz Chast, who's the brilliant cartoonist and memoirist, and she talked so compellingly about the ukulele. Like, it was so fun. It was so easy. It's just this cheerful instrument. I thought, I'm going to learn to play the ukulele. And did you? Uh, I learned to play one song on the ukulele. I learned to play You Are My Sunshine. Well, Gretchen, now you have to play it. Okay. Will you sing along with me, Elizabeth? I guess I have to. (laughs) Here we go. You are my My sunshine, my my only only sunshine. sunshine. You make make me happy when skies are gray. You'll never know, oh dear, how much I love you. Please don't take my sunshine away. Yay! Yay! Nice scratch. It's a cheerful little instrument. Good effort. (laughs) Okay, Gretch, number eight, launch a daily flash briefing and an accompanying podcast. Okay, so this is interesting because I was thinking about doing a flash briefing for smart speakers. 
Now, one of the best, or I write about this in um, Outer Order, Inner Calm, one of the best ways to complete a project is to abandon it. That's a quick, easy way to get something done is just to decide, I'm not going to do that. And mm-hmm. I taught Chris Gillibo has a flash briefing. I talked to other people who had flash briefings. And they were all basically like, you know what? This could be very exciting and interesting to do, <laughs> but not yet. And so don't bother. And so I'm like, okay. So I feel like I accomplished that by deciding I don't want to accomplish that. So I, I, I mindfully, I did my, I did my <laughs> due diligence, I did my research, and I chose that I didn't want to do a flash be- daily flash briefing. So I didn't. Good for you. Yeah. Okay. Number nine. This was one of my favorites of yours. Uh, have a summer of Proust. I did this. It took a lot out of me. I read all of Proust in the summer, which is a lot of reading. I'm so glad that I did. And I'm so glad that I read it in a con- concentrated amount of time. I really think that's the best way to read Proust in my, in my limited experience. And I enjoyed this process so much that I think every summer I'm going to pick a major author mm-hmm. and decide, like, I think I'm going to have the, the summer of Wolf next summer. And because I think there's a lot of reading that I want to do, but I kind of have to turn it into a quest and make a thing out of it mm. because just sort of in everyday life, I'm like, when am I getting to sit down and reread all the major novels of Virginia Woolf? I think, that will, I think that will be easier because I've read them all already and they're, yeah. they are more, I think, some of them are, are not terribly accessible, but I've read them before. Well, a summer of Jane Austen would be nice. Oh, my those gosh. Those are fun to read. That would be wonderful. delightful. Oh, see, I mean, once you start thinking about it, I want to do the summer of Flannery O'Connor. I want to do a summer of George Orwell. I want to do Mm. a summer of Samuel Johnson. Like, there's a ton. So I did do summer of Proust, and I'm really, really glad. And I I think it'll be something that for the rest of my life is going to be, like, an exciting thing to do. Mm. I'm seeing a um, happier book club sort of special yearly feature. Ooh, that's a great idea. I'm making a note of that. What's your – yeah, be thinking of that. If you're going to have – like, are you going to have a summer of Jane Austen? Are you going to have a summer of Ann Tyler? Are you going to have a summer of John Irving? Are you going to have a summer of – Summer of Harry Potter. Summer of – somebody had a – somebody emailed me that had a summer of Harry Potter. And I'm like, that is the greatest summer of all time. You could have the summer of Tolkien, and you could watch the movies, and you could read all the Lord of the Rings books. So let us know or be thinking about what you want to do for your summer. Um, you could do it with movies. You could do it with a TV show. You know, you could. It's it's the idea of doing something in the summer. I like it. Okay, Gretch, number ten. You said on your book tour, read children's literature instead of watching HGTV before and after shows, which for some reason is all you want to do when you're alone in a hotel room. Yes, I did do this successfully. It was not easy. And here's the thing that I learned. I can't have the TV on at all. Because if I every time mm. I started to turn on the TV, I was like, well, if I'm going to watch TV, I might as well watch HGTV. There's just something about being in a hotel room that just makes me want to watch HGTV. I never watch it at home. I don't even know like what channel it is on at home. But I get in a hotel room, and it's like I will spend four hours just watching show after mm. show after show. I, I just find them incredibly soothing and compelling. But I realized if I don't do that, I either read or I work Mm. or I go to sleep, Mm. all of which is better. And so I just decided, and then I did the same thing on our tours. So you've given up HGTV. At least for now, at least in this tour. Like if I were going to go like on vacation with Jamie, I don't know that I would watch it because he doesn't want to watch it. But if, but yeah, yeah. Like in a tour situation where I'm doing lots of traveling, I don't do it. Yes. 
Yes, lesson learned. All right, number 11, visit the Museum of Illusions in New York City with your daughters. Did, that was a very, that was the, you know, that took two hours. That was an easy one. Uh, it was super crowded, it was, so it was sort of hard to see the illusions. It was a little bit of a frustrating mm. experience, but I did it, so it's crossed off the list. All right, Gretchen, before we get to your final items um, and whether or not you completed them, let's take a short break. Okay, Gretchen, we're back with number 12 on your list, which was take Eliza to Las Vegas. Yes, many people would say, why are you taking your 20-year-old daughter to Las Vegas? And it's because <laughs> um, I think that she would really get a lot out of seeing the casinos. And I've always wanted to go and just look at the casinos. And so I'm really excited about this. And it's just been hard to match up our schedules. And I'm hoping that in January, when she has her very long winter break, that mm. we can go. But I do need to sit down right now and figure out when to do it. My question is, are we better off doing it during the week or on the weekend? What do you think, Elizabeth? Oh, my gosh. The week, for sure. Because it'll be so much less crowded? Yes. Go during the week. Um, and just know that walking up and down the strip is not an easy task. Okay. Going from one casino to the next takes a long time. Okay. Good. Okay. So that at least we know that now. Do it during the week. And so I need to just sit down with the calendar and with her and uh, and, and figure that out. But I'm hoping that... So this is going to go into 2020, but I, I'm hoping that it will be early in 2020. Um, and item 13, make a scrapbook of now. Explain what that is. So a scrapbook of now is I was reflecting that in my past, a lot of times what I was most interested in was like, what was ordinary day like? What did the grocery store look like? What did you know, what did the refrigerator, or what was in our refrigerator? You know, what was the daily schedule? And, you know, what what was in the window of the drugstore? All this kind of thing. And I got very excited that I was going to make a scrapbook of now, and it'd be kind of like a time capsule photograph album. And it was, I was very, very excited about how creative it would be. And then I didn't do it. And not only did I not do a scrapbook of now, I haven't even done, mm -hmm. like, the regular photo albums that mm -hmm. I need to do. I'm, like, uh, like 11 months behind so that I just was a huge ball drop. But I still want to do it, so I think I'm going to carry it over. You know, a friend of mine, um, I saw a book a friend of hers had made that was sort of a book of everyday objects, like the mixing bowl that you had yes. growing up for See, 30 years. That's the thing. And the toilet scrubber and all of these things that are just in the house forever. And they bring such um, memories yes. back. So I thought that was really cool. Well, see, that's exactly the kind of thing I would incorporate. It's like, what does the yeah. counter look like in the kitchen? Yes. Um, oh, I see that you have a griddle because you are making chaffles every single day of your life. Yes. And, oh, there's the electric kettle because I have a thousand cups of tea. You know, it's just yes. um, all that stuff. Yeah. Okay, number 14, walk faster. Um, Did you do this? Eh, kind of, not really. I, I'm kind of an ambler. I amble. It's hard to remember to walk faster. I know. Well, see, you go on hikes, and so you're going uphill. But I go in Central Park, and it's very flat. So I really should try to walk faster to make sure that it's better exercise. But I'm just kind of looking around at the trees, you know, um, which <laughs> is pleasant. But it's not as good yeah. exercise as it could be, probably. Okay, Gretch, item 15, plan a 2020 reunion for your year of law clerks. Okay, so there's Supreme th Court clerks. Yes, yeah, so this a wrinkle came up, which was that, and I've talked about this in some of the littles, 
that the American Constitution Center had a giant event to celebrate the 100th anniversary of the statute that created the Supreme Court clerkship program. Mm. So there was a huge thing and all the clerks and all the justices were invited. So I was like, okay, look, it's like three months. My clerkship year, the anniversary would be 2020. Well, this is like three months in advance. Let's just use this as our reunion. And I did pick a restaurant and I did get everybody's emails and I did send out a blast email and say, oh, I really hope that you're coming to this big event. And it seems like it's a great excuse for us all to get together. I'm happy to plan this lunch. Let me know if you could come. And only like four people could come. So I was like, I'm not going to do it. But I feel like I should get it crossed off my list because I tried and I just, you know, you can only do a reunion if other people cooperate. But then that night at the dinner, people were like, oh, but it wasn't really our reunion year. We should do it in 2020 and we should do it bigger and bolder and like have all these big Mm. plans. And I have to say, I was kind of sour about it. I was like, well, you guys can do whatever you want. I tried. Yeah. Like I kind of like had my fun with this. And so I'll come if you plan something. But they all looked at me like next year you can plan it better. And I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, this was kind of my this was my shot. So, yeah, I hope they do it because I love I love a reunion. I will show up to any reunion I possibly can. I love reunions. <laughs> um, but it was a lot of work to like, but I do have everybody's email. So that, that alone was, um, was a, um, I could even, I could give them that. So that's, that was yes, a big thing. You can too. contribute. I could contribute. Okay. Item 16, have six people over for dinner six times. This sounds like something I'd put on my list. Well, and I didn't do it. Uh, we did have one dinner party. So we did do one dinner party for eight people. And now we're very excited and we want to do more. So, but we did it only one time. Okay. Well, hey, you did more than I did on that front. Well, what, next year, off. we keep saying, next year, we're going to do so much more entertaining. And then we don't. But maybe one of these years, we, we're, we're making baby steps, year after year, baby steps. Um, okay. Number 17 is figure out what, if anything, to do with the little pieces you wrote a few years ago for the New York Times Motherlode site about your love of picture books. That's a very specific thing. That's a very specific. What it, kind of, it had kind of weighed on my mind for a long time because I kept thinking, oh, I should, that was like an email I wrote to myself. I should figure out what to do with it. So I went back. I, I had so much fun writing these things because I love picture books. I will post mm-hmm. a link uh, on in the show notes if anybody wants to go back and read what I said about like Little Bear and the little engine that could. And But there just wasn't enough there to turn it into anything. I didn't do enough for it to be enough stuff. So again, mm-hmm. it's like I, I figured out what if anything, and I really think there's nothing. And so, okay, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay, 18 was Mad Men Binge Watch. You were going to watch all of Mad Men. Well, because this is inspired by you, Alyssa, because I know that you do think this is like either, it's definitely one of your favorites, perhaps your very favorite television show. I remember when you saw the finale, how your mind was just blown. You could talk of nothing else for like a week. I almost fainted. You did. I know. You're like, and then I immediately watched it three more times. Well, what I found out when I looked into it is it's 92 hours of TV. Yeah. It's a lot of TV. And then you gave me a good advice, which is take it season by season. Don't think of the 92 hours. Just think of like, okay, now I'm going to do season one. I'm going to do season two. I I didn't start. I kind of feel like I know that once I start, I'm going to want to keep going. And so it never felt like the right time to start. It also feels like it takes a lot of emotional energy. I feel like it's kind of a show like Game of Thrones where you mm-hmm. kind of have to be in the right second place. It's It's amazing, but it's not. It's like succession. It's demanding and kind of emotionally demanding as well as intellectually demanding. I wonder if you could watch that in the hotel room instead of HGTV. Oh, could you show me how to do that on my phone? 
Well, you'd have you could watch on an iPad. You wouldn't want to watch on your phone. Can I watch you it on a laptop? Watch. Yes. Okay. You could show me we'll how talk. to do that. Okay. We'll talk. Okay. Yeah. Okay. If, if we go on and, another tour, it'll be the Mad Men Happier Podcast yes. <laughs> tour. Okay. Yes. I definitely want to watch it. I just feel like 92 hours of TV is a lot to fit in to the average <laughs> schedule. All right, Gretch. Number 19. Drum roll. Your last item. Use the One Second Every Day app. Yes, this was suggested by a listener because, again, it's sort of like the scrapbook of now and the, you know, I have my happiness project, One Sentence Journal. It's like a way to hang on to memories by doing a little thing every day. And I've been doing it. I have not missed a day, I don't think. And then I didn't know you could go back and look at it. I think the whole thing had to go before you could look at it. But then Eleanor showed me how I could look at it anytime I wanted. And it's so fun. I've only looked at it once because I really did feel like I wanted to wait till the end of the year. But it's super fun. And it's related to something that I'm going to do next year, which uh, Mm. I will reveal. Intriguing. Yes. um, I'm going to use the one second every day in a very specific way in 2020. But anyway, whoever the listener was who suggested that, um, I'm getting, I think it's super fun. And I'm really, really glad to do it. Well, Gretchen, you have done well. Well, I think we've done well on your list. We both did well. We both got a lot out of it. I think we, I mean, that is the thing. I think that's for us is the bottom line. This is a very fruitful exercise. We're, We're very glad each year that we've done it. Yes. Even where we fall short. And in January, we will reveal our 20 for 20 list. Be thinking of what you want to put on your list if you are going to do this, play along, have a 20 for 20. And Elizabeth, I mean, we often will crib um, ideas from listeners, like the one second every day. We sure will, of course. Um, so please send us anything that you're thinking. If you've made your list or you have some things you think would, or you really uh, recommend that you've tried that you think other people should do. If you have a cool thing to do for, like, didn't somebody do something like, she wanted, she and a friend wanted to like get out in their town more. So they put like nine, they made a list of 19 uh, yes, restaurants 19 and bars restaurants. And, and coffee yeah. shops they wanted to visit. And so then they did that. Like, what's your wrinkle? Like, what, you know, how are you using this in a new and fresh way? And what are you thinking of putting on your list? Because we, we would love, um, I, I have some for my list, but I haven't finished my list. So I definitely have room for more people's suggestions. And I just want to remind everybody, this is your list. So you could put 20 easy things on. Like you do not have to like put items on your list that are oppressive to you (laughs) that are like so aspirational. Yes. You know, you could never make them. You know, this is just a fun list. I mean, it's, it's. You don't need to take it too seriously. Yeah, go to the Museum of Ice Cream. I mean, it can go on yes. your list. Um, so let us know what you tried, what you learned from your list, and what you're going to put on your 20 for 20 list. We want more ideas. Let us know on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Drop us an email at podcast at GretchenRubin.com. As always, you go to the show notes for everything we talked about in this episode. The guacamole recipe, the perfect mm-hmm. gold necklace. I'll post a picture of the perfect gold necklace. Um, it's at happiercast.com slash 250. This is episode 250. And now, Elizabeth, finally, demerits and gold stars. Yes. And Gretchen, this week we have our shared demerit and shared gold star. <laughs> yes. We're giving ourselves happiness demerits for everything we didn't do on our list. Right. Because we did want to do all of them. We all we do yes. think they would all make us happier. But we want to give ourselves a gold star for all the things we did do. That's right. Yeah. And gold there's... stars to all of you out there who did the things 
on your list. Absolutely. And that is it for this episode of Happier. Remember to try this at home. Review your 19 for 2019 list and reflect on what worked, what didn't, and what you might do for 2020. Let us know your ideas. Thank you to our executive producer, Chuck Reed, our engineer, Bob Tabador, and everyone at Cadence 13. Get in touch. Gretchen's on Instagram at Gretchen Rubin, and I'm at Liz Craft. Our email address is podcast at GretchenRubin.com. And if you like this show, please be sure to tell a friend and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. The resource for this week, I recently updated the way I do my newsletter. So I'm now sending a weekly email called Five Things Making Me Happy This Week. I share this list. I have links to blog posts and podcasts, updates, more resources to help you, you know, create the habits and happiness that you want. You can subscribe to it. It is free at GretchenRubin.com slash newsletter. And I used to have to always say the hashtag, but now I don't. Yes, you can just go to GretchenRubin.com slash newsletter and pick the newsletter. Until next week, I'm Elizabeth Kraft. And I'm Gretchen Rubin. Thanks for joining us. Onward and Upward. So, Liz, are you going to do 10 for 20 or 20 for 2020? I am having an internal debate about that, <laughs> I have not decided yet. I will have to get back to you. Okay. From the Onward Project.